With a look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. Cayman Islands five-time Carifta medalist Lacey Barnes sets a new University of Texas San Antonio school record, a new personal best, and increased her Cayman Islands national discus record this week. The Caymanian discus standout threw 51.52 meters to take third place at the Texas A&M Invitational today. Barnes told Radio Cayman Sports this afternoon that she had to overcome a few obstacles before she got it right. And yesterday, finally, I broke the UTSA school discus record with a throw of 51.52 as well as setting a personal best for myself and increasing my national record for the Cayman Islands. I'm very excited with my performance today. Honestly, for the past two weeks, I've been having a really rough time with training, especially discus, where I've been feeling very, where I was feeling very discouraged about my performances. And um, it took a lot of mental strength and a lot of support from my family back home for me to reach this performance today. I started off the competition fairly well until the fifth and sixth throw. Something came over me where I just felt, okay, you got this. And finally, I was able to break the 50 meter barrier and twice and even further on my last attempt. I'm very ecstatic with my performance and I know that there's a lot more to come from that. So it just feels good to finally break a barrier that has been hovering over me for such a long time. Next week, Barnes will compete at the UTSA Invitational. Volleyball players will get the opportunity to compete in the Cayman Islands Federation's latest Community Beach Volleyball League early next month. Tommy Calderon, beach director for the CIVF, says it's a friendly league and it's open to all levels. It's meant to be a lot of fun, so we're not encouraging super high competition at, at this league. It's the, the focus is on fun. The focus is on getting youth involved and to get them more confident and experienced playing in the wind and the sun and all of the different elements that come into the outdoor game. Calderon wants to make it clear that they will be using this league to search for new young talent for the junior elite program. Because this is going to be focused for the youth, we want to make sure that anyone who's coming and playing in the in the league knows that this is also a scouting event for the junior elite program. That you know, this league is, is definitely an opportunity for younger players who are starting to shine to come out and possibly be invited to come out to join the junior elites program. So I think probably an important thing to mention is that if people want to register for the clinics and or the league, they can contact us at by email. So registration is being accepted at PR at CIVF.KY. The first ever competition will be annual and include both Grand Cayman and Cayman Brack. The first match is scheduled for Sunday, May 2nd. Is your son, nephew, or grandson interested in learning the game of cricket? Well, the Cayman Islands Cricket Association currently hosts its Boys Cricket Academy. It takes place at the Smith Road Oval on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and on Cayman Academy Walkers Road on Sundays at 3.45 p.m. for kids no younger than 11 and no older than 19. Coach Franklin Hines is the senior head coach for the Boys Cricket Academy. I mean, I mean, good player. If you could cricket is not willing to teach and um, bring them along. Um, so it's not just professional cricket, it's anyone who just wants to learn the game. At the Cricket Academy, CICA would like every player they've coached to experience the joy of playing cricket to their full potential and for them to learn the valuable life lessons the game has to offer. The Women of Vala Basketball Academy in-house league comes your way this weekend. The academy is held at the Ark in Kemana Bay this Saturday, April 10th through June 26th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. for all girls ages 6 to 12. 
The cost is $75 and includes a reversible jersey. Ashley Jacoban, with the Women of Vala coaching staff, says the objective of the academy is to introduce girls to the sport of basketball at a tender age. Teaching them fundamentals of the game, just learning how to play overall so that they don't have to go into high school and have to learn all of the basics, where if they were to play during high school, they could just go straight into more advanced gameplay and more advanced drills. The academy welcomes all girls ages from 6 to 12. So after they reach the age of 12, they then could continue to play with the Women of Valor Club where they would be playing with the high school students. And just about 50 kids made the Department of Sports Youth Fitness Challenge a huge success. The competition, in celebration of Honoring Women's Month last March, saw children ages 11 to 18 years participate in swimming, sprinting, slam balls, burpees and push-up challenges all at the Truman Bodden Sports Complex. Aliana Anderson of Phantom Fitness led the first leg of the race, swimming two laps before sprinting to hand off the baton to her teammate. It was really good. I mean, I got dusted up by 25 meters, but, <laughs> but it was still fun. I mean, I almost fell out the pool, but at least I could still catch up to my teammate. Then she carried it for me. So I dived. I forgot how to stream, but that's it. At least I didn't drown. All right. I like that. What's your name? Renata Powell. What about your event? What did you I did the 150. It was pretty easy, I guess. Nothing too serious. But how did you feel when you saw her coming into town? I mean, it was expected, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I planned for it. No. What's your name? I'm Devontae Howell. I did the burpees. Okay, how was that for you? It was really hard because we were behind by like a long time. I started when she was already at 10, and we then ended at the same time, so I had to play catch up. My name is Michaela Brown. I had to do ball slams. That was kind of hard, because I, I was doing it, and I was moving, and then like, you had like the last five to do, and then I realized the person beside me, she wasn't really moving, so I just took the time to relax and just finish the other five, and then I was like, when I had to run, I just felt stiff, but I passed it on to a good teammate, so yeah, he did well. Okay, awesome. Here are our teammates. You did the finale. What's your name? Mikhail Mitchell. Mikhail, what was that like for you? Well, the events I did was um, 25 push-ups and then did the 50 meters. So, like when Michaela had to do the ball through, I, I had a, in my mindset, I said she would have the advantage to win because the other athlete wasn't as fast as her. So then when she, when I, when she tagged me, I just had to easily do my 25 push-ups and just run. Yes, what do you think of the event? Well, it was very scary at first, but overall, we all did our best. During this exciting race, Jillian Crooks came out of the water first to help lead her team, but her teammates couldn't keep up with Phantom Fitness's strength and fell into second place. Jillian Crooks, I did a 50 free and I did a run to the flags to touch the second person. How was that for you? It was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. So that was good. What do you think of the event? I love it. I think we need this more often to get us kids more out and help us enjoy. You were next? Yeah. What event did you do? I did the 150 meter run. Okay. What's your name? Tori Brown. Okay. And how was that for you? Oh, uh, it was actually really good. I saw my swimmer come out first, so I was actually pretty excited. And I went to touch the third person. Third person? Vanessa Hamilton. Okay. It was it was nice. It gave you a lot of energy to like the adrenaline rush on 
<laughs> racing. What what event did you do? Oh, I did the 25 burpees and then a sprint to the fourth burpees. Um, Dijonay, fine. All right, Dijonay, what event did you do? I did the boss slam. Nice. How was that for you? It wasn't hard. It wasn't tiring. My legs were numb after because I had to like squat 25 times. What's your name? Jacoby. Zelaya. Okay, Jacoby. 25 push-ups and a 50-meter run. Right. And how was that for you? It was good. It was pretty good. Tell me about the experience. It was like, at first it was pretty nerve-wracking. But in the end, I calmed down a bit and I was able to like, focus and do my best. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's Local Sports. For this evening, I'm Dion Anglin. With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. It is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen announces the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper reading a statement issued from Buckingham Palace Friday morning. The royal family join with people around the world in mourning his loss. Mr. Roper says he is deeply saddened to hear the news of the passing of His Royal Highness, sending deepest condolences to Her Majesty the Queen and the royal family. The Duke of Edinburgh made a number of visits to our islands, most recently with Her Majesty the Queen in 1983 and 1994. These visits created deep bonds of friendship between our islands and the royal family. Prince Philip is very fondly remembered and will be greatly missed. He inspired many children on our islands through the Duke of Edinburgh Awards Scheme. Flags are flying at half-staff on government buildings across the islands to mark the passing of His Royal Highness. They will remain there until 8 a.m. the morning after the royal funeral, the date of which is currently to be confirmed. Prince Philip gave exemplary and loyal service throughout his long life. We join the royal family and everyone around the world in mourning his loss, and our thoughts are with Her Majesty the Queen and the royal family at this difficult time. There will be a 21-gun salute at Government House tomorrow on Saturday at midday, which will also mark the passing of the Duke, who died at the age of 99. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin also issued an official statement today. Both I and the government of the Cayman Islands send our condolences to Her Majesty the Queen, Charles, Prince of Wales, and Princess Royal, Prince Andrew, Duke of York, and Prince Edward, Earl of Wessex. It is expected the Cayman Islands will join the UK in observing a minute of silence that will coincide with the official funeral. And for members of the public who wish to extend their sympathies to the royal family, condolence books will be located at the Government Administration Building in Georgetown, at Emily Teacher Redley Powery in West Bay, at the Savannah Bodentown Northside and East End Post Offices, and at District Administration in Cayman Brack and the Little Cayman District Office starting Monday, April 12th. The Premier also noted that general elections will continue continue as planned in the Cayman Islands this Wednesday, April 14th. Now to today's COVID-19 results. 373 COVID-19 tests carried out since Thursday. There was one positive, a traveler who tested positive as part of the routine screening program. There are 799 people in isolation right now. And the total number of COVID-19 vaccines administered to date, 56,223. Right now, 49% of the estimated population has received at least one dose of the vaccine. 38% have completed the two-dose course. An update now on the Cuban migrant situation. Here is Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller.
Audio there from News Channel America TV Canal 41, purported to be footage from inside the MV Bulk Freedom, where several migrants have been staying after they were picked up from a boat in distress by a passing vessel earlier this week. In a written statement issued Thursday night, Customs and Borders says the situation with the Cuban migrants on board the Bulk Freedom had been, quote, resolved. Thursday night, an infant reportedly ill with a fever was removed along with its parents. Hours later, the remaining migrants were removed and escorted on shore to a government quarantine facility. The group had gone missing. Missing from Cayman on Sunday. After the group was rescued by a passing vessel and returned to Cayman, they refused to disembark. The captain of the MB Bulk Freedom indicated he was unwilling to transport the migrants to any other port. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reporting there. A protest outside the Cayman Turtle Center with employees upset about what they say is unfair treatment. Kellyanne Farron works in HR. She says she's only been there for about two years herself, but says the employees have been having issues for some time. Problems exacerbated by the pandemic, closure of the borders, and salary increases given to senior management. We had to take vacation days to get pay. We had to do a degree, on government degree online, to get pay. Um, use our sick days to get pay. Some staff went home with nothing, zero, zero dollars. Um, staff was forced out of their job to resign. Ms. Farron says the staff is frustrated and fed up and even signed a letter of no confidence in the leadership of the Turtle Center. I had, we addressed the board, we met with the board and we expressed how we feel and what we're going through here as staff. staff each person out here have a different story. They did an internal audit of 98 people the other day, and it was like, it's a waste of time. While Radio Command was on site, approximately 40 employees had gathered outside in protest. We have all different ages here. We have a group of staff that willing to work, come to work on time, do everything because they love their job. They just want to be treated right, given a decent salary to live as Caymanians. Radio Cayman reached out to the Cayman Turtle Center for comment and received a statement on behalf of the Board of Directors, which confirmed the receipt of a signed letter of petition through the Ministry of Tourism. The board says it has acted on this letter by seeking mediation through the Cayman Islands Government Internal Audit Department, specifically through their human resources area of expertise. The request to the Internal Audit Department, it says, was met expeditiously, and an investigation has been ongoing over the last six weeks. The internal auditors have met with all staff members, inclusive of those who spoke with media at this morning's protest. It is the board's understanding that the findings and recommendations from the report are imminent. The board and executive management say they are unable to make any further comments while the investigation is underway. The Department of Labor and Pensions has extended the pension holiday by cabinet by way of order until June 30th, 2021. In December, cabinet granted further approval for the pension holiday to be extended, during which time all employers and employees are not required to pay mandatory pension contributions into pension plans. However, if it is agreed between the employer and the employee, the pension contributions can continue and the amounts will be considered as voluntary payments. If you have questions or need a Additional information, contact DLP at gov.ky or view the pension holiday FAQs at dlp.gov.ky. Five young ladies are gearing up to compete for this year's crown and title of Miss World Cayman Islands. We've been getting to know each contestant, and now Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego turns our attention to contestant number five, 24-year-old Rashana Hyde's representing West Bay. 
What is one thing people would be very surprised to know about you? I think people are always surprised to know that I am a huge disco fan. Like, I'm talking Bee Gees, all of those Sister Sledge. Like, I I am a huge disco fan. Really? And I have to attribute that to my dad. <laughs> um, he was always playing that type of music. And okay. disco is very uplifting. So I'll always play it. If I need a little mood boost, I love it. It is a mood boost. <laughs> like you're just like, um, that is awesome. Okay, well, I know that you've also obtained your Bachelor's of Science in Hospitality Management degree with honors from the University of Central Florida. Why did you decide to pursue this degree and this career path? When I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, I was thinking about ways that I could make an impact in Cayman overall. And for me, I'm born and raised from West Bay, and I always want to jump on the chance to be an ambassador for the Cayman Islands. So that route of study just made sense for me. Mm -hmm. And a big portion of that is sustainable tourism. That's something that I'm really passionate about, and I want to continue to work towards during my journey, but also post-pageant journey as well. Switching gears, you've entered the Miss World Kim Allen's 2021 pageant. First off, what made you even decide to join <laughs> the pageant, the Miss World Kim Allen's pageant? 2020 was really a year of self-reflection for me. And I think looking back at it, it was really chaotic and stressful for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize just how many people were struggling with the same things that I was, which is mental health, anxiety. We were in lockdown. It was a stressful time. So for me, I chose to bring to the forefront mental health. That's really what I want to do for this pageant and what I want to do in the pageant. That's Miss World Cayman Islands contestant number five, Roshanna Hydes. This year's pageant will be held on Saturday, May 29th at the Harkwell Theatre starting at 6 p.m. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm April Cummings.